Welcome back to the I Wish You Knew podcast. I'm Sarah Don Moore, and I'm joined by my friend Adam Lane Smith. And today we're going to talk about modern dating and how to navigate it and find love so that you won't get hurt in the process. So, Adam, what do you think about modern dating? I wish people knew two things about modern dating. Number one, it is an absolute trash fire. Uh, it's a trash fire multiplied by cancer. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible system happening right now. And number two, I also wish people knew that there's a big ray of hope and that you can get better in it. How about you? Because you mm. coach people in this space. What are you seeing right now? Let's do a coach's report from the battlefield. What are you seeing right now in modern dating? We can start off with men. I'm sure women have their own concerns, but what, do you, what are some things you are seeing with your, your guys that you're working with? I wish that women knew that they could be honest with men, Ooh. that they could court them back in Ooh. return. <laughs> and I wish that people knew that they didn't have to play games, that it can be honest, that it can be upfront, that it doesn't have to feel like you are treading water and never feeling like you're going anywhere. Mm. Talk to me, and I'm curious to this because I, I hear this a lot from my guys as well. Talk to me about this concept of women courting back for men, right? Because something I hear is every guy feels like he is just throwing money down a money pit and getting no feedback whatsoever. And then women just flit off like a bee to a different flower. And he's just kind of sitting there like, oh, I guess I dropped $300 for nothing. Yeah. What are you What are you seeing? Is it similar to that? What are guys going through? How much are they spending? What are you looking at there? They're spending a lot. They're really frustrated because they feel like the the chads are winning the competition <laughs> and that there's there's no hope for them. I think that if I were to give women any type of advice, they they need to show reciprocation and a man needs to also wait for that reciprocation to take place. Um, a lot of men will go out and take, you know, take them out to dinner and all this advice that you see from these channels that oh, are yeah. women that oh, say, yeah. don't accept a coffee date. Don't accept uh -huh. a free date. Don't accept the, this and the, that. I think uh -huh. that's absolutely ridiculous because as a woman herself and as someone who, you know, coaches guys, if a, if a girl is not open to going on a free date mm -hmm. that tells me one, what her values are, what she's looking for, that she potentially is not really super interested in you mm -hmm. because why would I want to spend two hours with someone, get all dressed up, go to dinner and for what I, I would want to go for a 30 minute walk with you just to kind of feel it out. So that energy right there, I think automatically, should disqualify you and men need to vet for that more more carefully because i think that they would be less frustrated overall oh, i have a phone conversation before all this online dating you know pick up the phone see if you can even converse or even start to have a conversation with someone yeah. before you actually start investing in them i think we need to go back to just like some old school courting mm -hmm. what do you think uh so the guys that i talked to it's astounding how much money men are dropping on first date after first date after first date. So if you figure a guy drops, oh, it can go anywhere because women are in, especially in major cities, are expecting nicer and nicer meals. And they order the nicer dishes at those places to see if you can handle it and how you're going to react. So there's a, 
so many stories of women going out and, well, I'll have the steak and the lobster, but I'll take 90% of it home. I'm not going to eat most of it here. And I'll be here for about 45 minutes with you. And in the course of that 45 minutes, she has taken up $200, $300. And guys will go through, you know, after 10 dates, let's say if it's $200, that's $2,000 in first dates that that guy has spent on 10 different women that don't give him a second date. And they don't even talk to him like, hey, I'm not going to reciprocate. I'm not going to explain why I'm not going to date you again. So that's 10 dates. Let's say he goes on 20 dates. Well, that's four grand he has now dropped. And she gets a ton of women get a lot of free meals, a lot of free meals out of this. Some women date just for the meals. And uh, I'm not saying women have to reciprocate physically, but women should definitely reciprocate emotionally, verbally, mentally into the relationship and, and ex- at least give some explanation about how where she's at. What do you think? I think that it's confusing for women because we've been told our whole life to let him chase, let him come after you, let him pursue you. So when we reciprocate or when we basically give to the guys that break our heart or that, you know, have hurt us in the past, you know, typically it's those, it's those kind of those top 5%, 10% guys that are getting all the options. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking to themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, why would I want to invest? So we we're we're kind of dealing with like an aftershock of, you know, we've kind of had this type of a guy and when a good guy comes along, I don't think that women know how to act. I don't think that women understand, okay, if I, if I give him a text, will that scare him off? So there's this fear, but then there's also, there's also an entitlement that's happening with women right now. There's definitely a, a sense of, if he, you know, if he wanted to, he would. I'm like, where did that, where did that, that even come from? Why isn't <laughs> it if she wanted him, she would. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of these, these one-liners and misconceptions and a lot of advice that's going around and being viral yeah. that doesn't get you to the end goal. And that is to find your person, to be in a relationship, to you know, understand why you're dating in the first place. What is it that you're trying to gain? If you're trying to get into a relationship, then I don't see there being a lot of games involved. I see it being pretty direct. I had a client just the other day text me and say, I had a girl go on a first date with me. And she said, no, thanks. I'm not interested after the first date. Cool. And don't text me again. So he said, okay. He, He didn't send anything back. He did not reply. And a week later, it's a little she, aggressive. well, and, and a week later, she texted him and said, why did you never text me back? And you said something in there that women love to be chased. I agree. But if men chase, the SWAT team is standing by to release the Dobermans to bring him to the ground and then haul him to jail. And men can't chase because it's against the law to chase now. But women still want to be chased because you want a guy who has guts to chase. And, and that's understandable. That's evolutionary. I 100% get that. But a man takes his life into his own hands if he's chasing a woman nowadays. Yeah. It's it's not just risking rejection like it was in the old days, risking your village laughing at you, risking, you know, oh, that kind of hurts. Oh, I spent $200 or even two grand like we just talked about. It's I am risking jail time by text and losing my job and my family excommunicating me because I texted you a second time when you told me not to. Mm. there's there's countries where that's almost a crime that's stalking now and you can go to prison for that and, lo- and lose your job and how do we 
how do the guys that you talk to, how do they balance that? Or do women need to step forward to help balance that? What are you thinking? Because you are a woman, mm-hmm. obviously. I hope everybody mm-hmm. at home has noticed. Um, <laughs> what do we need to do? Is it men stepping up like everyone keeps hitting them with a bat, yelling at them to do? Or is it something that women can do? Or is it both? All I can say is I can speak from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. because I see a lot of toxicity within the female kind of dating advice market at this point. I see a lot of of entitlement and this just giving just gift just giving terrible advice and <laughs> and you know I talk about men in general and I'll, it goes way back to be honest. I don't necessarily believe that women are really taught how to properly court men. There's a lot of brokenness and, and, you know, I can speak to that because I had experienced that myself. So women can become very, they can become very bitter. They can become very fearful of men. They can become, you know, very, very guarded, Mm -hmm. but you have to heal those wounds. You, you cannot expect a man to fix a past hurt Mm -hmm. from an ex. You cannot have an expectation that they're going to come in and try and make it all better. So women have to be a little bit more gutsy, I think. And the right man will respond. I have guys in my comments, I coach men, they are flooding, right? I just want a woman who's loyal, who's kind, who's trustworthy, who's honest. Like, and I think the right man would absolutely love to get a text message in the middle of the day that says, you're hot. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're looking handsome or something, you know, just something that gives them an idea that their time is valuable, that that you you can feel safe to invest in me. You can feel safe to, you know, move. We can move forward in this. Mm-hmm. But again, this whole chasing thing and, and you know, girls, you got to let go of the guys that are scared off by you showing interest. That is not the right type of guy. And of course you're the attachment specialist. So maybe you can speak to a little bit about that with women who are chasing after some of those guys that are super avoidant, you know, who are very tactical (laughs) and how a healthy man really shows up. So I will say that the modern dating pool, uh, there's two different dating pools. And I like to say this, there's two different dating pools. One is the secure people who flag for each other. They uh, they are very, very clear on what they usually want. So any women or men watching this who are like, no, I'm very clear about what I want. You might be a little bit more securely attached. Secure people, they tend to pair up pretty quick. They get married pretty young. They jump out of the dating pool. So then it narrows the dating pool. But there are those two different dating pools that we're dealing with there. And the insecurely attached dating pools, the people who never really learned what the other side wants. They're afraid of the other side. Maybe dad didn't teach his daughter how to give men love or what men want from them or how to get love from men. Maybe the women, uh, maybe the men, they were raised by a single mom who he just tried to earn good boy points. And now he uses chore play to try to get his girlfriend to have sex with him or whatever it might be. The problem here is that if you don't communicate what you want, the other people are left to fill in the context. And if they are starving and thirsty, then they're going to fill in the worst context and try to chase you or pursue or be weird. If they are super insecure, they're going to fill in the wrong context and never speak to you again, even if you want them to. And you've got to be clear about what it is you want so that they can act on it, especially in a day and age of I can go to jail if I act wrong. Okay, well, 
raise some flags. She doesn't have to she doesn't have to strip naked and send nudes on after the first date to express interest. But, you know, what did women used to do? Oh, they would drop their handkerchief, right? They would leave a, leave a sign behind and drop something to see if he was paying attention, would pick it up and hand it to her. There were little tests. There were little ways to flirt that I think women have largely forgotten mm-hmm. because they're so trying to stay safe. Mm-hmm. from men so yeah women chase interestingly the uh the gutsy men who are so detached from human relationships that they know how to push buttons they know how to push harder they look like jerks but they're usually very manipulative because they are jerks and those are the only guys with the guts anymore but wait a minute if you want to wash off that feel and maybe smell of victimhood and you want to take your power to the next level, make sure you check out Rugged Legacy Grooming Supply because it will bring out your authentic masculine self. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys are just kind of waiting like, okay, give me any signal, any signal, and I will start pursuing you. But what do you think about, though, there is a lot of old pickup artist stuff, Duh. right? Like the... <laughs> Was it the Neil Strauss? Or I've seen multiple different mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm. these so-called pickup artists that say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't really care what a woman says that she wants. I ca- only care about what she responds to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's confusing, I think, for men because they are seeing what women are responding to, right? The long pauses in between text messages, mm-hmm. the days that go by. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's, there starts this kind of cycle of this game playing that happens. And then, but women are responding to it. So it's almost a question of who's really, yeah. who's really to blame. Not saying that there is to be blame placed, but if as, you know, as women, as people, we have to think higher, mm-hmm about this, that we, we have to stop rewarding bad behavior, um, and potentially sleeping with the guys too soon. If we're not, if we're not dating based off of values, if we haven't decided yet, but then you have the guys who are talking about if she doesn't sleep with you by date three, that she doesn't have this genuine (laughs) burning desire for you. She's got to be all over you. So, you know, to a woman who, but then you can't have a high body count. So there's, there's just so many, <laughs> there's so many conflicting views. There's so many different messages that are coming out. There's so many. And, and like what I want you and I to talk about today as two people who have done this work, who have healed themselves, who yeah. are you know happily married. Yeah. I am absolutely in a, an amazing place. I date incredible men who are healthy and I've, I've been able to kind of weed out. I see things very quickly that a lot of other people don't see. It's like, so how do we, how do we go into dating? Not necessarily disqualifying people for their red flags, but paying attention to what's going to be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. If I am, you know, let's say if I'm a little bit more of like the anxiously attached, you know, how do I show up in a dating situation where I'm able to communicate? This is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And how fast should it go? What's the pacing? Like how, I mean, I know you and your wife have had a story, but yeah. yeah, I'd like to kind of talk about how do, how does that conversation sound? Okay. We can even rewind it just a minute, even earlier than that, because the majority of people right now, 65% are meeting on dating apps. Most of them hate dating apps and they swear up and down they're terrible. But I, I think dating apps can be useful if you use them the right way. And the vast majority of people use them the wrong way. So they seem absolutely terrible. So what is the wrong way? The wrong way is everything that people do today. 
This is why I, I'm not against dating apps, but I often sound like I am is just because people don't know how to use them. So the wrong way is to go on there and guys say, oh, I'm going to list a bullet point list of what I like, what my hobbies are and uh, what I who I what I am and describe myself with with words and then my hobbies. And that will attract a woman. And I, I had a coaching client just uh, three, three days ago, three days ago over the weekend. He posted his bio to me. He said, Adam, I, I, I have not had an, a date in a year. And I said, are you kidding? He said, I've been on three different dating apps. I have not had one date in a year. And I said, okay, show me your dating bio. And it was like, I am this, I am honest. I like this. I like assertive women. I am going to do this. And these are my hobbies. And I really enjoy this. And and I said, this is, this is how most men use this app. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. No wonder you get no responses. And he was just floored. So I rewrote his bio and I said, use this. He said, this is Adam. This is terrible. It's, it starts with, I am looking for a long-term committed relationship. No woman wants that. (laughs) And I said, yes, they do. Yes, yes, they do. (laughs) So I said, start with this. And then you talk about what you're seeking, the qualities you're seeking in her. And she will say, if you're looking for those things and you value them, maybe there's a good chance you have those yourself, right? Women usually will think this way. And I walked him through building his profile and he used it and instantly got a woman that he's talking to and they've been going back and forth and she's a great conversationalist. I've been looking at at some of the material and a year with no dating and he changed his bio to actually reflect what he wants and be like a job listing and a resume at the same time instantly into a pretty good talking relationship and they're moving toward video chats very soon. I have a similar story with actually with a guy that I had coached. Um, What he had done was he had put on his dating profile all of the thing, like the negative things that he didn't want. Oh, so like no, no feminists. <laughs> like, no. Is this like no fat chicks car will scrape kind, kind of, of thing on the back kind of, of, the, kind of, back of. Your it, was, it was so abrasive and so, mm. you know, like, um, I'm a truck driving kind of a guy <laughs> and I, God bless him. I, I appreciate him for his belief system sure. and I am 100%. He was trying to find somebody. I, that had his same values. I appreciated his intent, but sure. he, he sounded hurt. Yeah. He sounded a little angry. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, sounded, yeah. he sounded just like he had been burned by uh, raw burning liberals in the yeah, past. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, yeah. okay, let's change this. Yes. So moving, moving it more towards, um, you know, yeah, some of the things, some of the attributes that he was looking for, but Great. in a po- in a positive yes. manner. You know, I'd like to ha- look. I'm looking for more of a traditional relationship. I'm mm-hmm. looking for more of a, you know, uh, I like to stay at home mm-hmm. versus go out. You know, just stuff that was mm-hmm. po- mm-hmm. like I always tell people, just positive intent. Assume positive intent yeah, if yeah. that is how you're going to set up a profile. Yeah. Because yeah, listing all the negatives is, is going to sound like you have had a very, very bitter experience in the dating market. Speaking of bitter experiences with women, um, let me ask you a blunt question that a lot of men are hurting for right now. And I keep getting questions from my male clients and from my community and everybody around me because they swear up and down that this is true. Do women no longer want commitment or marriage or families? Are women just 100% done? 
Absolutely not. Because that's what no. guys are believing out there in the world right now. No, there are tons of women, myself included, that are 100% love commitments. <laughs> we um, just feel as though we, we honestly, the women feel the same way. Yeah. Women can't seem to understand. It, it, like you said, there's these two different dating pools and we seem to keep bumping into one another. The ones that don't want commitment seem to find the ones that do want commitment. It's a, it's a, it's a sick joke or something that we are. Yeah. That we're kind of bouncing off of each other, but no women, absolutely. You know, look, women are in a tough spot right now. We are, we are tired. We are busy. We are working. Mm -hmm. Um, we would like a man to show up as our partner. I think that is the biggest thing is the days of the 1950s housewife. Unfortunately, unless you live in rural Kentucky, um, those days are over. Rent is high. Bills need to be paid. Women have to work. So I would say, guys, you know, if you're looking for a woman with this, this traditional mindset, it's going to be very difficult because we have to balance work. We have to balance bringing home something mm -hmm. as well, especially if we are single and are dating, it's not like we have someone paying our bills for us. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that men have to also realize that the landscape has changed and we want you to show up as an equal partner. If that means that you cook dinner one night, great. That means that I cook dinner one night. Mm -hmm. That's how it needs to be. Okay. Here's something interesting then. Let's move into what people can start doing to date better so they get better results, maybe men and women. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that because I think we've we've had a lot of points that are probably making the people in the audience cry right now a little bit because it's hitting a little close to home and there's so many other dating problems we could hit. But what do you think about this? One thing I encourage my clients to think about is like this. When you show up on a date, you are advertising the kind of partner you're going to be down the road, mm -hmm. right? You're giving them glimpses. The first date is a, a glimpse into what it will be like to hang out together on an evening 20 years from now, right? It's, it's, that's what it is. It's can we talk? Can we have fun? Can we have an experience together and just relax in each other's presence? Are we honest when it just right off the bat? Are we pretty honest? Are we angry? Are we guarded? Are we secretive? Are we, what are we? Who are we? Mm -hmm. Right? Are we just dating for a free meal really quick? Okay, that's probably not going to be great. Twenty, you're not even going to make twenty years from now. But who do you show up as on a first date? What have you as a dating woman or or you as a men's coach? What have been some good ways that men have shown up on a first date that told you, you know what? 20 years from now, this guy would be a good companion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're really self-aware. Ah. They're self-aware. They maintain eye contact. Uh, they ask thoughtful questions that, that aren't just so surface level. Now, do I, do you need to ask me about, you know, I mean, your darkest, bullied when your I was darkest eight years trauma old or ever? Something? Yeah. Tell me your darkest no, trauma. No, no, no. Well, it questions. What does it mean when a man is asking you questions to a woman? Because a lot of guys shy away from that. What does it mean if a man's asking you questions through the date? I mean, I've had guys that have asked me about, you know, what kind of what kind of stuff do you like to read? What mm -hmm. podcasts are you into? Mm -hmm. What are some things that you have potentially learned about yourself and what you need in a relationship and what you're looking for? Nice. And I think that those are great questions. Those are I pretty mean, good ones. If yeah. you're if you're a guy who's being intentional about dating, 
then asking me a question that has some depth to it isn't going to scare me off. And it's not. And if I am secure and I'm an adult and I can talk about my experience and and what I've learned about myself and and be able to talk about, oh, I I, you know, I I like to read um, nonfiction books because of this reason or this is what's on my bookshelf right now Mm -hmm. or this is what I'm passionate about doing. Those types of things will give you more information versus like, I I get it. We can talk about friends and sitcom and Seinfeld and all the shows that I like to watch, but that doesn't really tell me anything about you. Um, I'm going to feel your sense of humor. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think that guys, guys who show up, who are funny, who are cheeky, who don't take the date so seriously. Um, I think movement is really good walking, you know, going to a different location. If you want to mix it up a little bit to kind of doing an activity, um, doing something that's just, you don't have to always be talking. Can you sit next to someone and feel that there is a, a chemistry is there without even having to say a word. And I, I don't think you should spend more than two or three dates if you don't feel that now one is, I don't think enough, but yeah, no, two yeah. or three. And then if you don't feel anything, be kind and considerate and close the loop, close the loop. Don't ghost, you know, just have some social decency. We need to go back to teaching some social decency in, in high school and classes. You know, one thing that we need to teach more of as well is, and I see this with so many of my male coaching clients, is they don't know what questions to ask women. So they come with a list of like, who is your favorite X-Man? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like weird questions. Not like, how do you feel about the Roman Empire? You know, they ask you like these weird questions and they're questions designed to try to provoke a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's the worst approach. What do you think, Sarah, as a woman, really quick, if you sit down at the table and the guy is jumping topics every five minutes because you can't carry a coherent sentence, does, does, does it sound like he cares about you or is interested or is he playing a game? It sounds like he's perform- He's trying to, pre- it's very performative. And guys think that's what women want. They say she just wants continuous talking. So it doesn't matter what we talk about. Let me come up with a list of conversation topics and some pickup artists will teach them like, here's some topics you guys can jump into. No, no, no. Ask a woman a question and then ask her a question about her answer. Mm-hmm. And keep rolling in. Learn to ask and mo- and interview a little bit. Interviewing skills that are done not to try to impress her, but to get to know her. Yeah. Get to know her. If you're afraid to do that, figure out your attachment issues. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it nicer than that, but yeah. um, figure out your attachment issues. I've got a course to help you do that if you need help, but make sure you can ask her questions that actually get to know her and carry a decent conversation yeah with that as a woman if he's asking you a question and he just keeps asking you more about what you've shared does that make you feel like he's listening and actually is interested in you no that's what that's why it turns into an interview that's when it feels like what 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 are you asking me like i've already answered this you know maybe ask again the why behind it or yeah there we go and i'll say for women as well um if I were to give advice to women, I saw a clip the other day on some, who knows what platform I was on Instagram or TikTok, And she had her phone up and she had had her, she was holding her phone and then she turned it to record the date. And they were at, um, a, a, like a bounce house or something a bounce house. and looked and she looked back and just rolled her eyes. And I thought, 
that's 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 amazing day that'd be so much fun interesting (laughs) why would you what are you doing you know it was kind of kind of sad to me because guys when they think about planning dates right they think about they want to go mini golf they want to go bowling they want to go do something that's that's fun to see if like you said guys are also i think that guys also need to vet for what is this going to look like 20 years from now with her Mm -hmm. and i'll never forget my godparents who've been married for almost 55 years she said to me sarah if you cannot find someone that you can laugh with about life because life's going to get really 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 hard yeah so if you can't go to the bouncy house and have a good time <laughs> I like that. I like that. The, the bouncy guy. house test. Or or go to a you know a mini golf or change up the date and just and you know what? Be open. If, if he did his best and just say thank you. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't the best thing for you, if you didn't have the best time because it was not something that you wanted to do, that's okay. He it's it congratulate him for the effort that he put in because he actually was very caring to do that so we have to just have some humbleness but so let's say we're there to let's 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 talk about okay so first date in we have some chemistry yep we have some understanding there's something to be explored here then what does that look like moving forward let's say second date third date when do we start talking about hey when do you kind of want to just date each other what do you think about just mm-hmm. kind of making this a, not not commitment or exclusive but just deciding that we want to just kind of spend some time getting to know one another absolutely so i've heard that i've heard you say this on your instagram channel which is pretty cool is that men often are good storytellers and on dates they completely forget that so they need to remember how to tell stories right you've, you've said this many times that storytelling is a man's most powerful weapon in his dating career so men should be practicing their storytelling skills i think mm-hmm. i think that men need to do that i learned that a little bit from you is men need to practice those storytelling skills you had a great story that you were sharing with me before about uh a date that you were on where a man had particularly bad storytelling skills can you tell that story again because that was very enlightening yeah he was professional um i think a little bit more of the engineering type okay. uh i could tell that he he presented himself well online but this was actually the type of guy that kind of changed the way that i dated moving forward Mm. um that's not a good sign (laughs) well there was there was a point in time where i thought okay if i'm ever gonna and i don't do online dating anymore but um if i was going to do it i would i would want to have a phone conversation before uh-huh. because sometimes people can present themselves very well over text message or hire someone to present them or either. hire someone or or come across as they kind of know how to have a coherent conversation but then the minute that they get to the date and you start talking to them they kind of fumble the mm-hmm. ball they they don't really know you know so I, we were talking about traveling and we were talking about something and I'd asked him, I said, well, well, tell me, tell me your story. Like, why did you, why did you potentially get into this? What was it that was that you were passionate about that got you into this? And, and his answer was, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm terrible at this. I don't oh, no. know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Oh. And, and right there, it was kind of, uh, it was a little bit of a letdown because he's a great looking guy, yeah. professional. And, and I'm not being hard on, I'm not saying that I was being hard on him at no, all. Yeah. It's just that 
women are looking for, again, somebody who, who can share it's about his value system Yeah, and he could have been nervous. And I did give him, you know, quite a bit of time after that to kind of see if he would not fumble the ball, but he kept on fumbling it over and over again. So practice, right? There's ways in this society. I know that we are completely still recovering from COVID, uh, trying to have relationships and getting out there and even talking to people, but going on meetups, being in social groups, joining friend circles, like get belonging to a church, just trying to find ways to have conversations with people Mm -hmm. that have some sort of depth so that when you're, you're on the date or when you are dating, you're not just, you're not fumbling the ball all the time. You got to get some practice just like, just like anything, just like with work, just like with interviewing, just like with, with a sport that you're playing. You're, you're you're not an NFL player. When you first start out, there is, there is practice that needs to happen. So I would say do, do your best to get practice. So what are some of the questions though, that, that a man could ask or a woman could ask, and we can go, we can go through that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that will give us information on if this person is potentially a good fit for us. What Mm -hmm. do you coach people on? So a lot of guys come in and they say, well, what am I supposed to talk about on a second date? We know that we're okay with, with chemistry. We know that we're interested or we, at least I think we're interested. What do we do? And I say, share your values, share your principles. And I have to be careful when I say that because otherwise the guys will show up on a date with a bullet point list of their principles, their (laughs) goals. And they'll say, these are my principles. These are my goals. And then they just look at the woman like this. What are yours? And it's a horrible experience. Storytelling. So what I tell men is this, tell, ask on the second date, ask her things like this. Tell me a story about your best friend. Tell me a story about something cool that you did recently. Tell me a story about something you did with your family. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about that. Stories are going to give you 10 times more data than asking her a question and saying, do you have a mom and dad? Oh, you do. Where are they? You know, ask her, tell me a story about whatever. During the course of her telling you that story, you are going to learn so much about her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why women value storytelling for men is because it's a gold mine. Well, well, I did this and then I had this and my friend did this. Oh yeah. He's this by this guy, by the way. And, and this and this, and you learn so much peripheral data from the storytelling. So don't be afraid to say, tell me a story about blank. And they'll say, oh, well, and they'll think about it. And most guys on dates are not going to ask them to tell stories. Most guys on dates aren't going to tell stories back. Most guys do the bullet point approach. Mm -hmm. So be an interesting date. Though My favorite is when a guy asks me to tell him about like little Sarah. Tell me about like who Sarah was as a kid and like what Sarah, what did Sarah like to do? I mean, because I can go, I can go into all of that, you know. Now, why do you like that? Why does that resonate with you? Because it shows me that he wants to know, you know, what my, uh, how far I've come, where I've grown and what, what I was passionate about. And a lot of it is like my singing. So I talk a lot about, about how my mom, she would you know, walk by my living room and I would be singing little mermaid. And from then on, she put me into singing lessons and she really like just harnessed this amazing creativity within me. And so then I can get into how singing has been such a huge part of my life. And that was the first, that was like little Sarah. That was the first time where 
my family really noticed that I had some talent and I get, I just, it's an amazing, and then I get to ask him the same thing, you know, and he gets to, a lot of guys will talk about how, you know, they were big into Legos and that's how they became engineers or like they, you know, I went out with a dentist and he would be always, you know, performing teeth surgeries on his dolls. And, you know, that's how he always knew what he wanted to do. Like it's, it's kind of a thing that you can, you can practice really sharing about, who you were and were you a tomboy? I tell people all the time, I grew up with brothers. I'm a, I'm a tomboy. And I, I, you know, that's how I got to know men so well, you know? So it's just, there's just a lot of places where you can go with that type of a question. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, because a lot of guys listening to this might be saying, man, this sounds like it's scary to share information. It's scary to ask for stories. Maybe a lot of guys lack that confidence, right? They can fix their attachment. I've got a course for fixing their attachment. But when you work with men, how do you help them get up the guts or, or, or how do you help men in any way to, to get up those guts, to ask those questions and take that shot? What no. do men need to do? A lot of role playing. So okay. we do a lot of practice because sometimes, um, men don't have the opportunity all the time to, to talk to women. That's so true. So when they hire me and when, when we work together, it's all about having a system and a formula. Men are very solution focused. Yes. So let's, let's talk about, okay, again, all the way from what the dating profile looks like, what is charisma? You know, how do you show a, a woman that you have certain things that just come across non-verbally. Now, how do you help men build charisma? Cause that's mm -hmm. most guys will say I was not born with charisma. So I am doomed. Part of being a good partner is taking care of yourself so that the other person doesn't have to. And rugged legacy grooming supply will help you take care of yourself and look your best in your relationships. Yeah. I, I, I have paid attention to what has worked for me over the past 10 years of my dating life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I basically have kind of written down what guys have done that have shown a lot of charisma, you know, you're just talking to the barista at the coffee shop and being very, you know, talkative with strangers in yep. front of a woman. It's yep. that's very sexy. Okay. Um, I've had a guy I've had, you know, I would have them, if she was wearing a piece of jewelry, you know, to potentially touch her wrist and say, wow, that's a really beautiful piece of jewelry, oh, okay. you know, kind of these, these little tiny subtle Confidence things, pieces, yeah. um, you know, the sidewalk rule when you're walking, you know, gently move her over and put your mm -hmm. hand on the small of her back mm -hmm. to move her over to the opposite side of, of the sidewalk, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. just a little bit less of the sarcasm, mm -hmm. um, because some women don't necessarily respond to that. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about other ways that you can show that you're kind of cheeky and that you can kind of poke a little, little fun, but make it playful. So those are all things that really make a man very charismatic. And, and I do have a course about that. I have a course that will wow. teach us all about women and what they want. Okay. And from A to Z, you know, just all the things that women are looking for in a man and really how to show up uh, to be a really, really amazing boyfriend as well. I think that's something men need because when you show up stressed out, even if you're doing the right things, asking the right questions, you're sitting there, you're, you're clutching your chair, your eyelids are peeled back and you're trying to ask her these questions and, and you're just dumping stress and cortisol out and she can smell it across the table. And if you show up that stressed out, 
number one, she's going to sense it. But number two, you're not going to do the good things. Like you said, you know, you're not going to relax. You're not going to joke. You're not going to smile. You're not going to do all those things that she's kind of looking for. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's why women, I wonder if that's why women look at that and say, you know, he's laughing and joking. He's talking with people. He's taking risks. He doesn't see any threats because he feels he is so big and powerful. Nothing's going to threaten him. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's what it is. Does your course teach men how to not be petrified? Does you do that? Do you teach that? Because that's yes. that's that's death. If you're petrified, a lot on the of date, guys are oh, just they, they're overthinking it. Yeah. They're over they're overthinking it, and they're in their head. And the biggest thing I say is the sexiest thing that a man can can be and do is be externally focused. Don't be internal because when you are thinking about the next thing that you're going to say. If I say this, will she be scared? If like, will I, yeah, she like a, a giraffe that's going to, a gazelle that's going to run out into the, in the safari. If I say this one thing, yeah. that is a comp that the lack of confidence women can smell that from a mile away. So she is a gazelle. Focusing, yeah. she's a gazelle with boobs and, <laughs> and this is the last meal. And if you don't catch her, you're going to starve to death. <laughs> and I, I do see that. I see that all the time with guys. They're like, this is the last woman I will ever speak to. I need to make sure I do this perfect or she will escape right. and I will never mate. I will die alone in the wilderness. Yeah. And so they, they're like, it's, he, they go and they speak to them like a, literally like a deer in headlights. Yeah. So guys, they need to remember that women are just, they're just people. And that's what we do. That's what I do with my clients all day long. It's just, we role play. We do a lot of talking. We do a lot of coaching on just getting their confidence up to where they understand that if a woman doesn't respond to them, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Rejection is protection. Yeah. That if a woman is not interested in them, this is not the end of the world. Yeah. That at least that they were themselves and that they can feel proud of that. And self-esteem is built through repetition, through through getting that reward, mm. you know, and you can get that from going to the gym. You, you know, you, you have to really like yourself as a human being mm. and really know what your values are and who you stand for as a human being Ooh. before you go into any sort of a dating situation. And, th and that's for men too. I think that a lot of, I think a lot of people underestimate how insecure men can really be. Um, uh, women think that men are just these like immovable creatures that have no problem with self-esteem yeah. and they 100% do. Well, I can understand why. I mean, if a guy, you go on uh, one date and he sends you 23 dick pics, <laughs> like, it, it seems like he's pretty confident, but he's over there shaking like a leaf. Like, I hope she likes this one. Well, I guess she didn't like that one. I'll send her another one and a swarm of them will help. No, what you said there, what I really enjoyed there was knowing your own values. I think it's, and, and liking yourself. I think it's knowing what you bring to the table. Most guys yeah. think you bring nothing to the table except a paycheck, yeah. right? You are a nest, you're, you're a tree for her to nest in and that's all you are. No, who are you? What are your values? What are your, what are your ambitions? What are your goals? What's your mission in life? That's who you are. Mm -hmm. That's, and most guys don't know that. That's why my, my course, it starts off with who, what are your values? Yeah. What's your honor code that you live to? What are your ambitions in life? What are you trying to create? You don't have to want to rule the world. Maybe you want to build a family or build a company. Great. That's a fantastic mission. Are you taking steps toward that? If you know the value you bring to the table, 
then you can find the right woman who matches that value and who shares that with you. And she can respect that about you. And you'll have something interesting to say when she says, tell me a story about you. And he says, oh, I'm so bad at this. No. Hey, let me tell you a story about me as I was trying to build my business recently. Let me tell you this story about me as uh, I had to confront this guy who was lying to me. And honesty is the biggest thing in in my life. I just got to tell you that right now. Honesty is everything for me. And let me tell you a story about that. And if you have those pieces locked in, you do so much better. And you have so much more to offer. And I think there's also another deeper part of this as well is understanding what works for you, what you're attracted to, what chemistry really is. Because personally in my life, I had to break up with chemistry. I had to break up with what I thought was attractive to me. Now tell me more about this because a lot of people think chemistry is dopamine. I got so much dopamine from that person. We have good chemistry. Tell me what you mean because I want to hear this. Well, it's it's really just a certain level of of anxiety and triggering from from probably potentially some old wounds that you were facing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that I go into there is a section and and the course that I have it's all the first the first hour and a half is really just what are you attracted to what are the patterns that you're seeing so for me like the patterns that i was seeing was that these guys would come on just so super strong Mm. right and then the minute that i would have any type of um you know kind of a life circumstance or Mm. i fell off the pedestal or something happened they would flee and they would disappear Mm -hmm. or they would show inconsistencies with their communication you know they would be on and off on and off so instead of thinking or convincing them that that was that I was the one that they should pick or chasing them or trying to flag them down Mm -hmm. and saying, don't you see my value? Mm -hmm. Don't you see my worth? I am, I am this, 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 and this it's, it's understanding that what I'm attracted to is potentially what is causing me pain and how to be inward focused, um, taking responsibility for your dating life and not just blaming, you know, men or women and saying, you know, all women are this or all men are that it's about what am I attracting into my life? Cause if, if I'm the common denominator and if there is something that's happening all the time, if I am attracting the same type of person, then what am I putting out into the universe? What are my patterns? It's like a smoke signal that you're sending out and they're just, people are just responding to, to your own unhealed trauma. That is so true. And, and I, and it's a, it's a constant battle. I, everyone, you know, I think if you talk to anybody who, who didn't have the most secure upbringing, it's always something to manage. But, but once you're aware of what you are attracted to and what that is mirroring from your past, you have the ability to confront it and talk about it and then decide if it's something that you want to proceed forward with. And nine times out of 10 that you will find that the boring, the calm, the the people that you aren't potentially have the most chemistry with are the ones that you should really pursue because that's going to be what lifelong partnership looks like. I just had a client this morning, a female client actually, who said, why do I feel like all of my friendships, all my relationships and the people I talk to now are uninteresting to me and I'm uninteresting to them? And I said, well, you fixed your attachment. We worked on this. Well, yeah, but what does that matter? And I said, picture this. Picture a field and there are fireflies who are flashing green and fireflies who are flashing blue, let's say, and they, they, they are colorblind to each other. 
completely colorblind to each other. The green fireflies cannot see blue. The blue fireflies cannot see green. They are just gone. Mm -hmm. So if they get around each other, they flash. Hey, look at me. Are you interested? Here I am. And if the other firefly tries to flash at them in the wrong color, they'll say that firefly is not flashing at all. That firefly is just sitting there. They're boring and I'm boring to them. What do they want? I don't even know. I'm out of here. Hey, look, there's one that's my color and they fly over the other one. And that's that's the two dating pools. The secure people, they're flashing blue over here. They send, hey, look at me. They connect, they give me bond really quick. They go off into their little firefly nest, whatever. I don't even know how fireflies mate, but <laughs> they go off in a little area. They have 40 babies at whatever. Um, the green fireflies are the insecure ones who are like, hey, look at me. Let's chase each other. Let's play games. Let's try to make each other happy. Let's And they signal to each other over and over. When you fix your attachment, you change your color. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be unfulfilled by the people before that were dopamine button pushing, being super nice, super engaged, tell you everything you want to hear and then dodging out. You don't chase those people anymore. You're a totally different color. It's actually quite repulsive. Yes. It's actually quite, you know, when you heal your attachment and, and that's why I love some of the work that you do is when you heal that part of yourself and you get into a dating situation that is very chaotic or feels like a lot of push and pull or feels like it's just something is just off with it. It almost makes your whole body go into a, a, a place of discomfort yes. and reject, like you just want to reject it. You're yes. like, absolutely not. And and you start being so attracted to the calm, <laughs> to the stable. And people think that you can't have good sex with those people. Yeah. Uh, people think, right. They think they don't go hand in hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll say this, the guys will tell me this all the time. Like, but, but the, the hottest, the hotter, the girl, the crazier, the sex, <laughs> There's a price you pay for yeah. dating a 10 because yeah. typically she's either extremely anxious or extremely avoidant uh-huh. and her self-esteem is hinged on uh-huh. her looks. And if you do not give her that validation, then she is going to, you know, make you jealous so that you reinforce that or uh-huh. try and get it. She's going to try and get it from somewhere else. Uh-huh. And so you pay a price. You, you have a much more peaceful life if you choose a beautiful five who's got yeah. an amazing inner soul. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your, that is, that is a, a price that you're going to have to pay. You decide which bank account you want to take the withdraw from, but I think I'm all about dating calmly. It should not feel chaotic. It should not feel butterflies. And uh, when am I going to hear from this person again? Uh, The best piece of advice from, um, that I give to people and that I received was people tell you when they're going to go away and people tell you when they're going to come back. Mm -hmm. That is secure dating is if I'm going to take a trip, I'm going to tell you and then I'm going to come back. I'm not going to disappear on you. I'm not going to give you all sorts of mystery. And that is what I wish people knew about modern dating is that it should feel calm Mm. and you can have passion and chemistry with people in a secure way. What do you wish that people knew about modern dating? Two things, what you said in there, Uh, crazy, crazy girls are amazing in bed early on because they have to be. Stable women are same with um, guys. I think same with guys. Avoidant in the uh, what do they say? Secure in the streets, avoidant in the sheets. (laughs) Um, You're you're great at sex early on because you have to be to put up with everything else and keep you on the hook. But stable, secure people are great in bed for the rest of your life. Mm. So when people say, "I can't imagine having sex with the same person for the rest of my life," well, if you're on a dopamine cycle, yeah, that's probably true. If you're on an oxytocin cycle, it ramps up slowly over time. You build a loving, secure relationship. Oh, the sex is great for years and decades, decades on. If you want to be having sex in your 70s and 80s, that's how you do it. 
Um, but I re- what I really wish that people knew is that it can be so much better than it is right now. So many people lose hope. So many guys write to me and say, Adam, I think I am giving up on dating. And women too. I'm giving up. I'm just giving up because I've been so hurt and everyone is so broken. Everyone I have ever connected to is so broken and it never works out. I'm going to give up. And I say, have you ever learned about attachment? Mm. Have you worked on your attachment yet? Have you switched your firefly colors? Mm -hmm. Have you done that yet? Are you a green firefly or a blue firefly? Mm -hmm. Which one are you today? And how can we get you over the other color? I wish that people knew what a difference that makes. Mm. It's life changing. It's life changing. And with your, you know, with your attachment stuff, once you kind of fix that and you understand, then I can teach you how to, how to build confidence, you know, how to, how to tell stories, how to engage with women. And I have a whole, I have a whole section on, um, for women, you know, how to, how to really court a man, how to, how to, how to show up for a man properly and to be, you know, to, to be the woman that they crave because they do have certain things that they're looking for as well. I love that. So Adam is get out of your own way. And Sarah is once you're out of your own way, proceed down the path to your future. Exactly. There we are. That's why we work so well together. High five. Perfect. (laughs) That's depressing. (laughs) Sarah, we have talked a lot about solutions today and there are so many more solutions to be found. You've mentioned your course. If people are interested in that, can you tell us a little bit more about it and maybe some outcomes? What do people get when they take your course? What improves? Yeah, absolutely. I have a whole section on some of the things that we talked about today, right? Why we form these destructive relationships, why these patterns keep tend to be repeating. But then also really, I kind of break down a lot of a lot of the gender roles, right? Like I have a section where women can learn to speak Manglish, you know, how to ask a man, um, you know, if you want to get him to respond to you in a certain way that you're not necessarily understanding why he's responding to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, nine different misunderstandings that we have between the sexes that, you know, we're really, when you take my course, you really will get a big broader picture of why women think the way that they think and why men think the way that they think. Um, if you are listening online, the links will be in the show notes. And of course, if you're watching our video, the links will be in the description. And what about you, Adam? Where can we find you? Ooh, so I've got the attachment bootcamp video course, which walks you through the 10 clear steps to fix your attachment. It also happens to explain male bonding, female bonding, male sexuality, female sexuality, all of those pieces. A lot of couples, interestingly, take it together and they learn so much about each other as they go. So what they do on the other side, they have fewer conflicts. They get over conflicts so much faster. They end up enjoying their time together. They protect their relationship and they grow together as they take that course. A lot of individuals take it as well and they are prepared to do all of that with the person when they find them. So you can find that in the description below as well. Fantastic. Well, Adam, let's go ahead and close out the show with maybe one thing that we wish you knew about modern dating. Two different color fireflies, understand which color you are, and then switch that color to the one you want to be. What about you? Absolutely. I would say that stay away from, stay away from the chaos, (laughs) stay away from the chaos that it's peaceful. Um, Be very clear with what you're looking for. Remember that rejection is protection, that you, you really don't, need to change who you are just become the best version of yourself and understand that a relationship does not make or break you as a person 
if you are whole and you are complete, you will find someone who is also whole and complete. But if you are not, if you are dating from, from a scarcity, if you don't think that you're good enough, then you will keep repeating the same mistakes that you've made over and over again. So keep, keep dating. Don't give up. There are amazingly healthy people out there. Just switch your colors and your fireflies and stay away from the chaos. And it's been an amazing conversation. You can find me um, on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. I'm all over the place. What about you, Adam? I am on all of those platforms. My website is adamlanesmith.com. You can find all of my resources there. Fantastic. And I'm Sarah Don Moore. And this is I Wish You New Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to see you on the next episode.